0: The Super Bowl champ Kerry Davis I'm Randy Carriker the Blues play tonight against Dallas early start at 7 or 6 30 rather five thirty pregame here on 101 ESPN and that's a TNT game so we don't get to see our friend Bernie Federko anymore on the pre and post game on Valley Sports but you do get to hear him here on the opening drive Bernie good morning how you doing
1: Good morning, Randy. I'm doing great.
0: Thanks. Great to have you with us. I want to start with this. If if I would have told you before the season started that the Blues would be eliminated from playoff contention with two games left, two games against Dallas, what
1: would you have thought? Uh, I would have thought that you would have been wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I, I yeah. You know what, Randy? I, I really it's it's been a strange season because I I looked at the team uh, when when they started and, and you know with the with the squad they had it was basically. A uh, few changes from last year, but it was a, a squad that was very, very capable with with the forwards that, that were still there, uh, the scoring that was still there. The defense was basically the same way. So, of course, you had Binnington there. So I, I thought, well, this is going to maybe not a team that is going to be in first in, in the division because I thought Colorado was – was a was the best team uh, because of winning the Stanley Cup, obviously last year. But I thought that they'd be in a mix for a playoff position, and and really they'd be battling for the second or third position in in the in the division. So th- this has been a very surprising year. Yeah, I mean that was something that we've been discussing is just how they got to this point. Is there anything that you can point to in particular? You know, I brought up Alex Petrangelo leaving and David Perron kind of leading up to what we saw this past season, which was like their lowest point total in an 82 game season since 2007, 2008. Well, no, I, you know what I, I kind of look, it's not just one thing. I think, uh, I think we go back to last year. I think a lot of the guys really, I mean, what we had, there were nine or 10 guys that had 20 more goals. And it was one of those years where everybody really kind of contributed and everybody maybe had career years or, or some guys had career years. And this year kind of, it kind of went back to uh, uh, guys were playing, I guess, uh, I don't want to say um below what they're capable of playing but but maybe not having the same year that they, they they expected to have so I think um defensively, I think that's been the biggest key to this disappointment is that um they just did not defend right and i and I don't know if the the system changed or what changed, but um the guys were getting beat in in the in the in the scheme of things, i guess is so we could talk about a five man unit five-on-five um, five in their own zone. They just were not defending properly and uh, they weren't keeping things to the outside. The the, the uh, shots and the, the chances were coming from right in the middle of the slot area and, and no matter how good your goaltending is going to be when when you're getting that many quality shots, you just can't keep it together. And for whatever reason, uh, you know they practiced trying to, to clean that up and, and stop that from happening, but for whatever reason, it didn't happen. And I think that's kind of been the biggest thing uh, the whole year. I think the other thing was especially teams I mean the power play was decent but the penalty kill has been terrible all season so these are little things that happened in the course of the year that they weren't able to correct and I think uh, well, consequently they're not in a playoff spot now
0: Craig Berube was on the fast lane yesterday and he talked about uh leadership roles for Cairo and Thomas is it as simple as this team next year is going to go how those two go just them being leaders and 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 getting this off getting this team going in the right direction
1: I would take care of that. It's time. I mean, I, we talked about this all season long. I mean, once once the trade was made for Ryan O'Reilly and Tarasenko, the, the kind of the older guys that have been around, once they were gone, yes, I, it's time. I mean, there's still some guys that obviously guys like Shen uh, are still going to be looked at. Pareko, these are the guys that have been here for a long time. But, yes, I mean, uh, we see these two guys get the new long-term contracts. So, uh, they're the go-to guys. So, yes, I mean, they're going to have to learn – Uh, how to lead this team and and have the guys uh, uh, follow behind them. And and that's not an easy thing to do. I mean, you, you, you've got to be leading by example, but you've got to say the right things at the right time. And, They're still young guys. They've they've still got to develop. But, yes, uh, it's time for them to to take the bull by the horns and and say, okay, this is the way we're going to go. And I think that's what the organization is looking for them to do. Bernie, the Blues
0: tried Pavel Buchnevich at center, and now they only have two games left. What did you think of him at
1: center? Do you think that he's
0: a guy that if you're heading into next season that you can count on?
1: He's the guy you can count on for anything, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I've been very impressed by the way he plays. I mean, ever since he's come over last year from the Rangers, I mean, I, I can't believe the Rangers let him go, For, for to be honest with you. But um, I think that he probably is more comfortable in in the a, in a wing position because that's what he's played at this level for the most part. But if they want him to switch over, I think that he, he can make that happen. I mean, it's just a matter of changing your mindset a little bit as far as you know, we always talk about the 200-foot game, uh, being more consistent on the face-offs, those things that he's going to have to work on, but uh, he's still a young man. It's not that he's over the hill where he's got, he can't learn new tricks, but, um, you know, that, that'll, that'll be something that the coaching staff is going to have to really talk with him about, and, uh, you know, are the Blues going to be a stronger team with him in the middle, or are they going to be a stronger team with him on one of the wings? So, certainly, he can do it all, and, I think it's going to want to get, I guess, what the team's most comfortable with, and I think what he's most comfortable with is going to be beneficial for for everybody. And, and you talked about too, just fixing things defensively, and how that was a big issue for the Blues, and that's not a simple answer. But where would you start with fixing things defensively? Well, that's a that's a hard question to answer. I mean, to be honest with you, but uh, I think that we talk about one-on-one battles, and, and I think defense is more more to do with Outworking and, and outplaying the, the the person that's across from you, and I think it's more of a battle. Excuse me, a battle sense than anything else, and I think that's something that um, you know that they have to get stronger at. And 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 you know, we talked about um, when you're checking. I mean, checking is all about. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> Checking is all about uh, just beating the guy across from you and and, and and is wanting it more than the other guy does. And I think that's something that uh, they lost a lot of battles that way. And I think that's more of a mental thing than a physical thing uh, each and every day and each time that you're out there. And I think that's something that uh, the coaching staff will continue to preach. And I think it's upon the guys. To, to do that a little bit better, but uh, I think there's still plenty of talent on this team. There's still, there's still plenty of grit on this team. Uh, we know that there's going to be some changes in in the off season, and uh, whether or not Doug Armstrong is going to use these draft picks as, uh, to 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 maybe trade and 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 bring in some some guys that got a little bit of experience. But I think we're going to see the you know what 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 Verona can do in the future, and in Capitan, uh, Sammy Blay. I mean, there's 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 some new pieces that really had only had a a small sample with the Blues for the last, what, four or five weeks now. So, I mean, uh, uh, there's going to be some some changes. And I think it all comes down to training camp, having, coming with an attitude and getting everybody back okay, this is the system that we play, and everybody's got to play with the system. And I think that's probably the the easiest way to get things done.
0: Hall of Famer Bernie Federico, in addition to being a Hall of Fame hockey player, you're a Hall of Fame human being, and we can't thank you enough for joining us every Wednesday during the season. We we thoroughly enjoy these visits. Uh, You bring a lot to the table, and we are looking forward to you being back with us in the opening drive next season.
1: Well, thanks, you guys. It's always been uh, fun to be with you, and uh, you, it's great what you bring to the people out there. Uh, it's uh, it's it's fun. I know I've got a lot of people that, that tell me that they listen every morning, and uh, they love uh, what you guys do. So it's been a, great to be a pop, part of it, and yes, have a great summer. We'll look forward to uh, a better hockey season <laughs> next, next year. Absolutely.
0: Bernie Federico, thank you so much. Take care.
1: Thank you, guys. Take care.
0: That is Bernie Federico, and he really is. Uh, somebody asked me who was the ho- first hockey player I interviewed. How lucky am I that he was the first oh, hockey player? That's pretty interviewed. cool. Oh yeah, wow! He had come up in the mid seventies. I was, uh, I was a youngster in uh, the fall of eighty three, and uh, the folks at KMOX, Lisa Beadie and Bill Connerly, sent me over to the arena, and lo and behold, guy that I had essentially grown up watching mm-hmm. was the first guy I got to interview, and. The same guy that we talk to every Wednesday is the same guy that I talked to when he was a player in his prime. He hasn't changed a bit. He's a prince.